Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. I'm Tiff. I'm Tim. And welcome back to Tiff and Tim and True Crime True Crime Podcast. <clears throat> you all right? That was on my throat. Oh dang. Well, we are. We are two friends who meet to talk about true crime, and that's on on period. <laughs> um. If you're just joining us, thank you. If you are a, you know, always been following us, you've always been subscribed to us, you might be wondering, like, dang, it look a little different. Uh, where the grass at? <laughs> we are at my place filming this time, and um, that's why the background looks a little different. So Yeah, but if you're listening, it probably kind of sounds the same. <laughs> yes. Um, again, make sure you look out for our videos on Tuesdays and Thursdays, because that's when, you know, you should be listening to it, Tiffany, period. So sit back, relax, because it's going to be it. And this case is crazy. So get ready, y'all. So, you know, parents are always talking about how they cherish their kids, you know, they're gonna. They'll give them their all, kidney if need be, life if need be, all of that. Um, you know, we we strive to do our best to make sure our parents don't have to worry about anything. Um, and our case today, I would say, in a sense, is somewhat like that. Uh, our victim, though, you know, she had high aspirations for her child, but. As it turns out, her child didn't have that many aspirations for himself that I think uh, that his mom would be proud of. But um, get ready, sit back, relax, because it is about to be a bomb with this case. Again, sound effects are in the works, so get ready, because don't play with it. Hmm. We don't like that. And that's on period. That's on true crime. That was the hashtag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Quavin Wilson was actually born on December 3rd, 1989. The son uh, of Yolanda Holmes, who was inspired to be a rapper. Uh, everybody knew Yolanda and Quavin as like two peas in a pod. They did everything together. Yolanda made enough money to put him in a good private school. His mom pretty much gave Yolanda pretty much gave him everything. She gave him a car, a job. Even one time she arranged a lawyer for him when he got arrested for shooting a BB gun. Oh my God. Yeah, so she had a very uh undying love for him so much so she even got her name, her son's name tattooed on her right shoulder. Would you do something like that? Will you get your child's name tatted on you? Yes. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. It depends on the situation. My my mom, God rest her soul, got got her my name. Like she did like a little heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was two hearts. And she got uh my name and her name oh. um, on it. Oh. Sorry, Eliza, that you know, she never got to get your name on there. <laughs> that was her favorite. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> But uh, dang, he got he went to jail for shooting a BB gun. Yes, 
Couldn't find much about that, but like I said, his mom, Yolanda, did help him out a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, shout I'm out sorry. to the parents who help their children, like when they are in need, or even like give them like, you know, a lot of parents are unfortunate enough to be able to give their kids like cars, right. a job. Yes. So that means she had a business. Yes. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out. Shout out to Bolivia for my car as well. Girl, you, you the one. You the realist. But I know y'all are wondering, like, who's her mom? Who's Yolanda? Who was yeah. she, Tiffany? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yolanda Holmes was a very sweet 45-year-old woman. Not only did she help her son out a lot, but she also helped out the community as well. She owned a salon, a very successful salon called Nappy Heads. Nappy Heads. Yes. Okay. She did a lot of back-to-school drives where she helped get donations for kids in need, like shoes, clothes, school supplies, all of that. A lot of people in the neighborhood described her as a very caring person. Even one of her stylists said they just cannot believe that something this bad will happen to her. They just don't understand because she's such a good person. Mm. Even someone who owned the coins laundry that down the street even said that she was a good person as well. And it was a blow to a lot of them in the community. Dang. Because she was big on like philanthropy, basically. Yes. Yep. Hey, we need more people like that in the community to be able to like give back to their community. Because you know, like a lot of people get like big and like kind of forget like where they came from. Right. And you just can never forget like where you Your came roots. from and where you started. Yes. Because yeah. if I ever get big, I'm going to give Memphis something. Okay. okay. I don't know what. But I'm going to give maybe open up like a youth shelter or something. That's it. They need something after everything that's going on. But that's um, a story for another day. A story for another day, y'all. Be on the lookout real soon for a story for another day. Because shout out to our city, but we're praying for our city right now because they need all the prayer that they can get right now. Um, But I know y'all probably wondering, like, okay, so what, what happened? <laughs> and, you know, what is going on and why are we talking about QC? And the mom. So in the early mornings of September 2nd of 2012, Chicago homicide detectives responded to a 911 call. Yolanda Holmes, who was, you know, 45, she's a single mom who owned that hair salon like Tiffany was talking about, was found shot and stabbed to death in her apartment at about 4.15 a.m. She was killed as she slept alongside her on and off again boyfriend. We all know how that go. Mr. Wyatt, which is what his name was, he was the one who called 911, and he was found to be bleeding from lacerations Hmm. to his head and face and was treated by paramedics. While speaking with police, he told them he had recently reconnected with Yolanda. So Hmm. now it's like, that's a coincidence, right? Right. He said he was intentionally awakened by a phone ringing, and Yolanda was speaking to someone. Then he heard the gunshots. He tried tackling the man, which, you know, he said he was, you know, got his entries from, but the man ended up escaping. Hmm. Um, Q-Man Wilson, which I'm going to call Young QC, or I'm just going to call him QC. His rap name. Yes, that was his rap name. He had visited his mother in the building just before 6 a.m., and QC claimed that he was unaware that his mother had even got back with uh, Wyatt at all. So Really? 
is like, mm, so you didn't know he was back with this woman, but y'all was so close. Wow. So how did you not know that she was back with this man? Right. I'm pretty sure if y'all say y'all are as close as y'all are, then I know your mama told you like, okay, I'm back with Wyatt. I know right. what you're going to say, but keep it to yourself because like, right. it's my relationship and I'm grown. You right. know. That part. But, I mean, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's crazy that that happened to her, but uh, what, like, you know, was there any evidence that they found? Because I did not yeah. find that information, so I don't yeah. know. So the detectives actually found a broken handgun in the bedroom of the night that the police were called, and oh, they damn. also found a knife that was missing, missing from the kitchen block inside Yolanda's home. What? There was blood splatter all in the hallway, indicating that somebody was actually fighting for their life. The blood evidence in the apartment showed that only Yolanda's blood was in the bedroom, mm -hmm. but Wyatt's blood was somewhere else. It wasn't in the bedroom. It was actually oh. in the hallway where he was fighting off the attacker. So that means he was telling the truth about right. like what actually happened. Yes. Okay, so maybe I need to cross him off my list. Right. Oh, okay. But you never know with all these type of cases. You're right. But yeah, so they kind of lessened the odds that a struggle in the home between Yolanda and Wyatt had occurred. And like you said, he was actually telling the truth. The fact that Yolanda had been shot and stabbed indicated overkill. Dang. And this is what the Chicago PD homicide detective Michelle Wood had stated. She also added that it also was said making sure that she didn't survive this attack. There were no other witnesses to the gunfire at all. The police searched the building and questioned people. Weeks went by with no fresh leads or anything like that. In addition to Yolanda, she also was married. So her husband was actually in jail. He was serving a life sentence for double for a double homicide. Whew. Detectives explored every lead but found nothing conceivable from Yolanda's husband who was serving life. While detectives waited on the cell phone records to see what was going on that night with Yolanda to see who called her, the her funeral had occurred, and QC, um, the relatives thought that something was wrong with him. He wasn't really reacting to her death. Even one of his cousins said that he think it was shock due to the death, and he was numb and just processing the whole thing. He didn't even sit on the front row or what? even near the casket. He spent time after the funeral war with his friends rather than his family. Mm. So, yeah, that is a, a bit odd. That is. Like, yes, it is. I know, like, when when my mom passed away, like, as a child, like, you know, I was a child still. But when she did, you know, it really affected me, like, to the point, like, when I found out the day she passed, I wasn't as affected. But the day, like, seeing her, like, in in her casket, like it made things real. Yeah. And so me, I acted a plum fool at the funeral, like crying, had to be like escorted out. It was like a mess. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he was like, I guess, numb to the fact, mm, I feel like you would have showed some emotion there. Right. But I mean everybody grieving in a different way. But I just feel like seeing it makes you like almost a believer. Like this is right. Di this happened. So yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yes, and so shortly after the funeral, he actually was given two of her life insurance policies, and with that, he actually took ninety k 
out of her banking accounts and he used that money to buy expensive clothing. He even got like the little butterfly doors on his Mustang that he had. And there's even a video out on YouTube where you can see him exiting the bank after making a withdrawal and he used that money to throw it for fans, his fans, put that in air quotes. And yeah, they made a whole YouTube video. It's actually still on YouTube. We're not going to play it. I did see it. Gave me chills knowing the fact that that was his mom's life insurance money. That's Apparently money. his friends didn't even know that that was the life insurance money. That's what they say. Don't know how true that is. But yeah, so yeah, so like I said, Yolanda did have, it showed that she did have two phones. Mm-hmm. And one of the phones was actually Quayman or QC, Young QC's phone. Mm-hmm. And with those cell phone records, it had showed that he had actually called someone. He had called a guy named Eugene Spencer. And I believe the other person was, I forgot her last name, her first name. But her last name is Johnson. Okay. He called them before, after, and during the murders. Oh. Yes. Dang, that's crazy. Yes. Is this is this the number that he gave to the police officers? Yes, it is. Okay, then. Yeah. I mean, I guess you wouldn't think nothing of that because, I mean, technically, I mean, if I was still on my TT's plan, like, I mean, the phone would still be in her name, but it'd be my number. So, yeah. I wonder... In that aspect, if that's like kind of what he was thinking too, like yeah, I don't think that he thought that they were gonna do anything because if you, I don't know, yeah, I yeah, I don't think he thought that they were gonna like do anything or had mm. any other con- quote unquote concrete evidence. But yeah, so um, the detective actually said that both, uh, and I'm gonna call them by their last names now. Wilson and Spencer actually admitted their roles in this scheme. Whoa. Yes. Spencer was actually arrested um like a year later and he was Man. actually charged with first degree murder, home invasion, and aggravated discharge of a firearm. Wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, so who is this Spencer person? Let's get into these suspects. Okay. And then we're let's. gonna get into Spencer. Okay, cool. Well, the first suspect is Curtis Wyatt. Um, Wyatt agreed to submit a polygraph examination, so detectives switched their attention back to him. Mm. Results showed that he was lying, but because there was no proof linking him to the murder, authorities did not make an arrest at that time. So mm. they were just like, okay, well, you lying about something, but like, what, what are you? <laughs> Maybe what are you lying? I, it could be, and you know they say those tests are like based like heart rate and right. all that. Because I know if I, my heart pops like, <laughs> right, especially <laughs> when you asking questions about a murder. Yeah, now I'm panicking. Right, but then you had Eugene Spencer who you brought up, mm-hmm. and so he was a hitman for hire, 22 years old. You out here killing mm-hmm. folks? Who are 22? you? You a spy? Like you FBI agent? <laughs> but uh, I'm going to also call them by their last names as well. So, okay. Mr. Spencer confessed that QC had hired him to kill Yolanda Holmes. What? So, yes, you hired somebody to kill your own mother. The one who gave you literally everything. Everything. Um, so that he could gain quick access to her money, like how you said. 
Um, in a lengthy detail, he told investigators about the stabbing, the shooting, and the scuffle with her boyfriend. Mm. So her boyfriend did try to, you know, save, I, I guess save, but, you know, it, you know, nothing could be helped at that point. She was stabbed and shot. Like, my God. So he was really trying to, like, finish the job and make sure, like, she'll never come back. Oh, wow. So our last or next suspect is Miss Lorena Johnson, who you also talked about. Yeah, whose name I forgot. <laughs> yes. She served as Spencer's getaway driver. Mm. So Lorena told them that she had driven Eugene to and from that area, but she knew nothing about the murder at all. She added that all she was told was that Eugene could be committing a robbery. And in the end, Lorena was found guilty of uh, robbery as well and was sentenced to 14 years in jail. So oh, within wow. the time she served uh, right now. So crazy wow. part. That so, is crazy. Big thing. What happened to QC? So QC was actually taken into custody on December 24th, Christmas Eve of 2013 for the murder of his mother. He was convicted of first degree murder in January 2020 and they gave him a 99 year jail term and then Eugene Spencer was actually sentenced to 10 years. Coyman was uh, sorry arrested just before Christmas in 2013 like I said for his mother's death. He uh, was denied bond because of the heinous nature of the crime and his actions after, after she had died. Therefore he was held behind bars until his case actually went to court five years later in 2019. Hey during COVID? Yes. Wow. Yes. During the uh, trial, he was now 30 years old. They even stated that he was slouched in his chair during trial, just pretty much nodding uh, when the judge had announced his sentence. When asked if he had anything to say uh, about his ruling, uh, QC only said that um, his mama was the only person that loved him. Yes. If she, if you, if you thought that, why kill her? Or well, exactly. why get her to be killed? Should I say? Yes. Also, during that final statement, they kind of stated that you know he pretty much used the money, killed his mom, and used that money to advance his quote unquote rap career. So they say. Um, and oh, and I'm sorry. He said, "I just wanted to say nobody loves me more than my mom did. She mm -hmm. was all I had. That's it. Sorry, I missed that first part." But yeah, oh crazy. My God. Yes, that is so. That's strange. And so the man who actually did it only got ten years. He got ninety nine years. Oh dang! Yeah, he got ninety nine years. As he should. Yes, because I mean, he did commit the crime. So I mean, yes. I guess you need to. But I mean, hmm. I just don't see how people could do that. Like that's you only get one mother. Right. And Crazy. it ain't nothing else that you can do once they're gone. So, like, I just don't know. Why would you ever decide that, hey, I'm going to kill my mom because this is something that I need to do. And I don't know. But yeah. QC, whoever knows if he's still fulfilling his rap career in jail. But he is currently <laughs> serving his conviction in the Menard Correctional Center in the town of Chester in Randolph County, Illinois. And y'all, just 
love your parents while they're here. Right. Because you only have one of them. And if yeah. you need some coins, some money, there's plenty of ventures that you can take before it gets to this point of, like, death. And, yeah. like, you decide you need to kill somebody. Like, right. the pole is always there. Period. That Use it. And you know what pole I'm talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Well, I'm Tim. And I'm Tiff. And this has been True Crime with Tiff and Tim. Super excited that you all are following this journey with us. And we're so happy that, you know, you're taking this ride. Um, Please make sure that you like, share, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and any streaming platform where you can hear your latest podcast. Quick. Fast. And in a hurry. Y'all have a good night. See you next time. Bye.